Welcome to the Von Gold Gifted Academy Education Channel. This is episode number three in our series, Bias and Gifted Identification and Education. I'm Hannah David. I work at the Tel Aviv University. I'm an emerita now. Today we, are, we should be talking about parents' role in nurturing their gifted daughters. Parents' role in nurturing their gifted daughters. That has been the issue that interested me since I first studied anything about giftedness. And the name of my first book that I wrote almost 30 years ago, it was published 22 years ago, but it was written since the 90s, was The Gifted Girl. Um, because the conflict has been there 30, 40, 50 years ago, and unfortunately, it's still now. It, it, it still exists now. And the main role is the parents' role. It has been the parents' role, and it, it is still the parents' role, because society has not changed that much. And uh, I've written down just five of the main problems of, of being a mother or a father of a gifted girl and some advice about them. First of all, be honest. And a gifted girl hears time and again that she can do it all, which is a lie, a big, big monster. Uh, there are only 24 hours a day and you cannot do it all. And you have to choose. And sometimes girls who are still very young ask their parents, what am I going to do? So be, please be honest and tell her. Maybe now you can do both dancing and mathematics and uh, science class, extra class, etc. But at some point you will have to choose. And I find it in my practice on a daily basis that girls who have been practicing the piano, for example, come to the age of 16 and they are already second year university student, uh, students and they know they cannot practice the piano for hours a day and be an excelling student at the university while still in high school. There are not enough uh, hours uh, every day for that. So please be honest. Second, not every gifted girl can do anything she wants, even if she is very highly gifted, which means you might be gifted in mathematics. You may, you may be a gifted writer, but you cannot be both. And at some point, you have to realize that you can be quite good at something. But if you really want to materialize your giftedness, you have to choose something that you are really good at. There are subject matters. You cannot be gifted at everything. So please be honest about it too and help your child if you, are, if you understand that you have to help your child understand it. And there is no shame in being a good writer, even though you get great A's in mathematics, for example. That, that doesn't mean that you are going to be a mathematician if you just wish. Third, be there for your gifted daughter. The world is hard and, and things are not going to, to be smooth for her, either socially or academically. There are obstacles and there, are, there have been many changes, but many changes are still to be done at, and you cannot promise her that when she grows up, they will disappear all these obstacles. So please be there for her. Sometimes it means just listen to her. She does not need your advice. Sometimes you give her advice she has not asked to. So please try not to talk too much. 
In most cases, she will just talk and she knows you are there, that's enough for her. So please remember that. Third, uh, four, uh, number four, okay? Um, you have to let go as soon as it is possible. Sometimes it's very hard for a parent of a, girl, of a, a gifted girl to understand that the, the child is very mature. Sometimes girls, especially if gifted girls are very mature at a very young age. So please, if she says something, you have to listen to her, to take her seriously, even, she is, even if she is 12. I've heard it from many, many mothers who cannot accept the fact from fathers as well, that they cannot accept the fact that a 13-year-old girl says she, she, she is lesbian, for example. So I say, why? She cannot know, she has not tried. But sometimes a, a girl of 13 who is cognitively like 16 or 17, she's grown up, she understands. It's not so much about understanding, it's more about feeling. But even if you, you speak about things that are about understanding things, she has experience, she has understanding, and you have to accept the fact that she understands and she has decided about her life. I um, The best example that I have is when I hear complaints from, from parents about their daughters, their gifted daughters who go out with uh, much older men because they are very mature in many cases and they they have no common language with uh, boys their age. So sometimes a girl of 16 goes out with a 30 year old and the, the, the father is ready to kill the man. And I always say to him, if you let the man in your house and you become friends with him, high prospects are that in a few months, I'm not speaking about years, she will get rid of him. She's doing it because she needs company. She needs someone to go out with. All her friends are doing it. And he is there for this purpose. If you do not let her see him and she's going to see him behind your back, maybe it's, it's quite possible that she's going to marry him. So you have to make your choice. If you want her to marry him, just don't let her see him. And well, the path for marriage is, is right there. So please let her go. Let her, let her uh, do her own things and let her uh, feel her independence if you want her to feel close to you. Number five, don't say anything about her looks. It's, it's so popular to speak about the, the, the fat girl who is not overweight, but uh, she's okay. And the thin girl who, who, who is not eating well and the, the parents who are running after her in order to make her eat better or whatever. The whole thing about looks has become so popular. She hears it all the time. It bothers her. She understands it. You don't have to, under, to explain anything to, to her. And unless she's anorectic or she's so fat that it, I don't know, that it, it risks her life, uh, she does not need your uh, encouragement. She does not need your explanations. She does not need your uh, calorie counting. She can do it and she does it by herself. When she approaches you and asks you for help, be there for her. And we go back to number three. Go back. We go back and you go back to listening to her and to helping her. And that is because she's asking about it. 
and she wants to share it with you and she wants your help. But don't say it. She feels bad about it in any way and it's not going to help her um, under no circumstances. Uh, the last thing I want to say is just give you an example of a six-year-old girl who was in, uh, with me for a long, um, long treatment. And after like six weeks, when I first met, when I met her after six weeks, I noticed that she was always wearing black. And I asked her, why is that? So she, say, she says, don't you know, it makes me look much thinner. All my friends, I remind you, first grade, right? We all wear black dresses because because our bellies do not show in black. That's what she said. And I was shocked and I want to talk about it with her parents. But then I, I just tried to speak about them and she, they said, oh, we don't let her uh, eat anything uh, sweet. So I said to myself, back up. It's not your business. You cannot change the parents if they, they are so strict about eating anything sweet except for, for some uh, fruit. That was the only sweet thing that came into their houses. No, no wonder the, their child was so concerned about her belly at age six. So please, all these things are important for you as well as for your daughter. And if you want her to be happy and successful, and if you want a relationship, a, a life relationship with her, do it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode on Bias and Gifted Education. We hope that Vanguard Gifted Academy's educational channel will continue to be a good resource for you. If you have any comments or questions, please visit Vanguard's website at vanguardgiftedacademy.org or call Vanguard at 224-213-0087 and I'd love to talk to you about Gifted Girls.